You're listening to the best barbecue show. I'm your host, Yoni Levin. And this week I sit down with Derek Wolf, aka at Over the Fire Cooking on Instagram. You may know him from having hundreds of thousands of followers. Right before we recorded this, I checked, is a little over 500,000. Uh, so he is a big name in the barbecue scene. And it's his birthday right now. So if you're listening to this in real time, right when it came out, hit him up and wish him a happy birthday. Uh, we met up at the Jack Daniels Invitational while he was slinging burgers with a new Jack Daniels sauce. He was there with his crew cooking burgers over a hot fire and feeding them to some very excited uh, Tennessee residents. He started his Instagram with a few shots of food that him and his lady took. Uh, They were interested in different ways of cooking meat, specifically open fire or open flame pits, and using different tools to hang the meat right over the flame, Uh, whether it's Brazilian, Argentinian, uh, Chilean. There's a lot of different South American ways, and he's learned from a few of them. Uh, Derek is also all about bringing people together. He wants us all to sit around wood fires and share food and talk to each other. Uh, He loves to expand the amazing people in the barbecue family, and he's spreading the word bigger than most of any of the people I've met because he has a gigantic Instagram. Did I mention his gigantic Instagram? You should check out his gigantic Instagram. Hundreds of thousands of people look at it. Anyways, you all know why we're here, because we love barbecue, and I can tell you 100% that this man loves barbecue. He's self-taught. He's an aspiring asador. He's learned tons of techniques while traveling around the world and lots of other meat men along the way. Have you ever hung food to cook it? What kinds of flavors are you looking for? Uh, As always, tag us in your photos, your grams, your tweets, your snaps. We want to share our what we're doing, and we want to see what you're doing, whether it's food you cooked, whether it's a restaurant you went to, tag us in it. We want to show the world, Derek, all his followers, and everyone else how great barbecue is and how great the barbecue family is. So enjoy this episode with Derek Wolf at Over the Fire Cooking on Instagram, a great part of the barbecue family. So I'm here at the Jack Daniels Invitational. It's been a cool, rainy day. We saw the sun for like a couple minutes. Uh, <laughs> But I'm here with Derek over the fire cooking. Uh, yeah. I know everyone who's listening right now is a fan and following him because half the world follows you, dude. <laughs> How, how's life? Oh, life's good, man. You can't complain when you're here in Lynchburg and having fun, eating some good food, and it's all good. Uh, so I, I ran into you earlier cooking burgers and using some special rub that's not out yet, right? Right, 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 right. Uh, what else have you been up to? Uh, so working with Western, they were releasing the new Jack Daniels burger, uh, seasoning. So that's what we were cooking on, uh, earlier. Um, and I've been working on, I have my own seasoning out. That's right. Uh, that's available on spiceology.com. Um, so you can check that out or on my website. It's there. Um, but man, I've just been cooking, cooking over fire, enjoying time, uh, and barbecuing. Okay. Uh, how'd you get into over the fire cooking? Um, I mean, so I, <clears throat> it's kind of a millennial uh, story, but um, I was working a corporate job and I just hated it. 
and I saw an Argentinian chef uh, cook all over open pit fire, and I was just mesmerized. It came from a family of cooks yeah. and people that love to barbecue, and so I just decided uh, that I wanted to learn how to do it, and I wanted to find a way. So my wife had a camera, um, and she's a fantastic photographer, and we got a brand new fire pit for uh, our wedding, and so I went into the backyard and. I got this little grill grate from uh, from like an outdoor sh uh, shop and started cooking. And the next thing I knew, we were taking photos and cooking with all these fun people and created this really awesome community for open fire cooking. So I'm no expert, but I'm definitely a fire cooking enthusiast. Well, Argentinians, they, they go hard, dude. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. They love their beef. They love it. And they like – it blew my mind – you know, in the, in the States, I don't feel like you see the large chunks of beef that they're willing to throw in a non-enclosed grill that's literally just hanging or leaning against a fire. And so it just blew my mind. So, And so do you, you got a bunch of hangers? You got what, what's your like go to gear? So I have an Asado. I have a custom built Asado. Um, and I, I mean, I have a really I've quite a few grills but uh i love the asado i have another custom built one it's uh kind of loosely based off of a argentinian um like francis mullen style grill um and i have a few others i mean i hang uh, my favorite thing to do is hanging chickens and hanging pineapples um with literally uh it's nothing more than just a, a rebar we build it on site rebar hanging tent basically um, What's the secret to hanging a chicken? It takes way longer than you think it ever should. It takes like eight hours. It's, yeah, like it, we used to think it only took four, but we learned pretty quickly that's not true. I mean, like actually just hanging it up. Do you just stick a hook through it or you got to get a certain part? I feel like it would fall apart, no? No. Uh, so we do whole chicken. Yeah. And I have like my learned from a lot of trial and error but now i have my own kind of signature wrap i mean we're just using butcher twine um we're soaking it in water for about an hour before we throw them on we tie them up um and then i mean we're using hooks and then we have an adjustable strings that we're able to use that can help us go up and down with the chicken oh wow so you it's like a little pulley system or something yeah more or less so that's like precision yet kind of primal like yeah yeah, you still need to be able to pull it away from the fire, but um, yeah. yeah, it gives you a great uh, level, and you're you know you're cooking it for you know hour and a half on the breast side. You're cooking it on you know the top and cooking it on the bottom. So all, all parts of the chicken will be obviously completely cooked. Yeah, but it takes a while. And is it you know what's is it coming out just the right way you like it, or why is that yeah. why is that one of your favorites? Because it tastes. It's like, so I feel like chicken, like beef and pork and a lot of meats always get like the prime time. Yeah. Um, and chicken and lamb are hilarious because I feel like most, pretty much everywhere else in the world, those are relatively common occurrences for all kinds of cooking and eating. And I always feel like, um, you know, everybody wants these prime cuts, but if you can cook chicken amazing, it is, that, that chicken that's cooked over fire is just as good as most of the stuff that you can find that are, you know, prime cut steaks and all that stuff. Um, it's got this smoky flavor. It's got a fat level, a little bit of acidity with some, some lemon and uh, a lot of salt, and it's just mind-blowing. 
Yeah, we've started, uh, we buy these little cans of curry, and it's like the fresh ingredients canned fresh, so it's all ground up. And, yeah. You know, it's like in three other languages, uh, and you got to go to the special store and buy them. They're like two yeah. bucks each, you know? <laughs> but I've been rubbing um, whole chickens in that and leaving a minute for a couple days, maybe a little vinegar. Yeah. And like the way a chicken can soak up flavor and just, it's you could really cook it a thousand ways. Oh, yeah. And it really takes on some fantastic flavor when it's cooked well. So, and there's just a good amount of fat. The you you can get the skin if you want it. There's also just kind of these pockets of fat around the dark meat. It's, oh yeah, it's a it's a killer. I mean, how I cook. Uh, I not only cook lots of chickens, but we turn the bones into stock and oh, then turn yeah. that into ramen and stuff. Oh yeah, and you you grill some thighs and put mm-hmm. them right on top. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a versatile cut and. Uh, I mean, it's a whole, I mean, you're using the whole animal, so, and that's always just a, a plus, because you're getting all of the flavor. Well, and I get pissed if they don't leave me, like, a heart or a liver or something, <laughs> Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. You look at an empty chicken? Uh, oh, yeah, I'm man. Like, looking in there, like, I know there's got to be something. <laughs> Assholes. Yeah, uh, that's what, when I get dogs, I'm just going to feed them straight chicken livers and hearts, man. Oh, yeah. It's that's good great. for you. And my other favorite thing to do is lamb. Um, I, I love doing, hanging lamb legs. Um, lamb's also another cut of uh, meat that is, uh, especially in the states. I don't feel like lamb is uh, utilized as much as most people no, not at all. do in the rest of the world. Um, but I mean, I think a lot of people think that it's way too gamey, or if you don't cook it, it's one of those meats where it needs to be relatively warm for you to eat, or else it's, you know, has this weird texture on the outside. Yeah. So I think that I really like cooking uh cooking lamb because it's so i mean it has such a fantastic flavor has a different flavor than really anything else that you're getting at a major supermarket too so like you can cook that at home you throw that on your grill in your backyard um and then you can you can compete with it you can cook for great dinners it's always something that'll blow people's minds well and lamb is so my favorite lamb recipe which a lot of people think is crazy when they hear it is you you take like kind of a sharp skinny knife and you stick a bunch of holes in a big leg yeah uh and then you stuff it full of garlic anchovies and rosemary yeah and that you wouldn't know that that's how you did it but somehow that just creates crazy flavor yeah and if you get the whole lamb i mean you can get inside the cavity you can you know get some um and some like parsley and you can get some great uh you know herbs going inside of it as well as some garlic and i mean it, it it's really hard to beat if you do it well well and, and we're a couple of guys at a traditional barbecue that you know do a lot of non-traditional stuff yeah those are yeah that's what gets you out of bed every morning yeah <laughs> is to see what you can create well and i i love having the korean market you know in in the neighborhood because you can go there and you just pick three things you never even heard of and yep. just rub it, soak it, see what whatever. happens. <laughs> so, uh, so this isn't your first time to the Jack? Actually, it is. It is? Yeah, yeah. So I've been to Jack. I've, I've been to the distillery and to Lynchburg, but I've never been okay. to the Jack itself. What's what's your thoughts? How'd you get here? Um, I mean, came in from Nashville. Uh, I was a part of you know showing off the new burger blend um with western um but i mean i'm blown away it's such a great it, there's a great atmosphere i mean it you definitely know that it's a competition but there's still so much to do with family and friends that's always one of my things is knowing that when people come 
you know, they, they will have a lot to do instead of just watching everybody else cook. Um, and so it, it's totally a festival and a competition. I love that. Well, and don't you feel like it's it's just so chill? There were so many moments today until the, the public started showing up where it was quiet. Everyone's just yeah. sitting around talking. Everyone's got fires going. It's like when, when there isn't anyone, when everyone's got something to do and they're prepping for turn-ins, it's like a hush falls over the whole, you know, yeah. two-acre park. Yeah, and I mean it's uh, this this morning it was a little cold, and yeah, a little. Uh, <laughs> but I mean you could go up to anybody with they had a fire going they were wanting you to come up and get warm and it's a great it's a good family community. Well, n- part of this event is everyone gets those barrel tops and has everyone else sign them, which trying to get eighty three other people to sign something is yeah. <laughs> that's a full time job in itself. Oh man, yeah, I think they're still out right now. Yeah, there were guys yesterday trying to get in on it early, and then some of the teams just don't have them. They were just like, no, we didn't, we didn't get one of those. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's four teams from Canada. There's people from all over the world, and I'm sure, you know, being on Instagram, you, people from all over the world see you. Are you, you getting tagged in some, some weird, like, out-there cuisine or what? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's probably majority of the stuff that I get tagged in. What have you been seeing? Um, I mean, the, the Turkish people know how to cook some meat. And they really know how to cook outside, um, so I'm always blown away, blown away by that. I mean, Argent, Argentinians, Brazil, those guys. I mean, they're dare I say masters when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so they're pretty great. You think it's like in the genes there? <laughs> I just think that I think they take it seriously. <laughs> you know, it's not just like a oh we're cooking over fire, we're in our backyard. I mean, these guys are. I mean, it's an honor to be the uh, the asador of the family, you know. So, I think that that's a big thing. Asador is like the the cook or what? Uh, yeah, like the the the, the head fire cook, basically. Yeah. Like the word asada, but like yeah. as a person. Uh huh. Um, so I don't think I've I, I've definitely not made it there, but um, there's some there's some guys out there. The one fun thing about social media is that, um, and it's really great with my account too, because I, I mean, I, I've created, I've created a genre level account, so it's, I mean, it's my stuff, and and then I uh, work with a community that is also able to share on my feed as well, yeah. um, and I mean, it's really cool because there are people that are cooking out there that will never ever be seen, but they're able to share through my tags and all that stuff, and then they're going to be able to get seen on my feed. Um, so there's some fantastic chefs out there that are taking great photos, um, that are really talented, um, that, you know, they're just trying to, trying to follow something that they love. Well, and I think that the barbecue community has some unique tags and some unique networking where you just catch a wave where all of a sudden, you know, people like to share everything. So especially on Instagram, it's like, you might get someone does something like that that crazy chicken did you see that oh, thing that was like an octagon or whatever yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like that thing was just all over the world it was just yeah. like it, it all just of a sudden viral. millions of views yeah i know there was there have been a couple of those i mean you had that there was one that was um kind of like the uh the nasa gravity um thing that they used for the astronauts they had like a uh some kind of pork or something that was sitting in the middle it's just rolling around i saw that everywhere um so i think it's been it's built a really international community for cooking and for barbecue and all of it and it's just 
it, it's interesting to wake up every morning and you make you can make a hundred new friends yeah. and and say what's up. Like, I think that people sometimes forget that it's not just like you don't have to worry about what you're posting. Like for the last week, all I've been doing is just trying. I've been hunting Instagram for anything that has to do with the Jack and who's coming to the Jack. And I realized like you you can just talk to people all day on Instagram. That yeah. could be a job in itself. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, but I think so. Here's like social media is just a, a means to an end. I think right. that it's getting us connected and sitting at this table and talking. And um, I mean, at the end of the day, I still want to taste. I want to sit down and eat a dinner with you or cook with you or all that. And I think that that's been a big thing for me is, you know, I focus so much on social and now I'm finding myself where I'm like, let's go. Let's get at these events. Let's be with these people and let's share the experience because that's more important. But social has been a great, it's opened a lot of doors and it's created a lot of community for a lot of people too. Well, you know, I don't get uh, as much demand as you might, but I do have, you know, living in Austin, it's nice because I have my fans hitting me up. They always want to go somewhere and I'm always happy to eat more barbecue. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, I've, I've skipped, I didn't really skip the line. I just jumped in, you know, five minutes before Franklin opened a couple times. And yeah. I caught him the other day and there was no line. So, well, there you go. But uh, it, it's nice being in a city full of barbecue and you always kind of know someone who's going out to eat. So some weeks I'll eat barbecue seven, ten times. <laughs> hey, hey, that's not a bad life. <laughs> yeah. Plus the social media works really well, too. Yeah, it you does know? do well. It's easy to post when there's just always barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> So do you find yourself cooking over fire most most nights or what? Yeah, probably five times a week. Um, I take the weekends off, but obviously not this weekend. Um, I, I mean, I just find anything. Try and cook as much as I can. I'll just make, I want breakfast in the morning, I'll cook it over fire. Or um, So do you keep a fire going? Like, I, I've, you know, I, I've spent like a Thanksgiving and the next day kind of cooking off the same fire and the coals every morning. Sometimes. Um, when we're like really rolling, I think this Thanksgiving is probably going to be pretty similar to that. Um, cooking for big, our, like our whole family plus extended family. So, um, and in Nashville, like, are you you got you want some land or what? Man, we we have a little house with a little backyard and a, a ton of grills and a lot of fire. So that's a that's our life. Uh, luckily, we got a lot of friends that have that that want to eat. Uh, so they let us come out and cook on their property and all kinds of fun stuff that's just awesome to have coals going like in a metropolitan area yeah yeah it is always good that's one of the reasons uh in austin where we live it's like it's it's as close to downtown as you can get with still having a yard and some space because i don't have as many pits as you might but uh i've got a hundred gallon pit and a couple of webers i want to get these primos are looking cool yeah the primos are great I hadn't heard of them until I got here. I love just any charcoal wood fire grill. That's, but that would be, they're pretty killer. So if someone wanted to set up a hanging setup, like you've got a, an actual machine, but can you do, do people just do it with like a bunch of wood or a bunch of beams and just kind of like set up some rope? Um, yeah, I mean, you can do, you can make it super simple. Um, you can get as complicated as you want with it as well. Um, are there certain kind of ropes or things you want to use? So it I mean, I just up? I'm always using butcher twine, um, and I mean we have a few other uh, little secrets that help us. But I mean, I think that rebar. I mean, we end up using a lot of rebar, and we just bend it to make whatever thing that you know, however big of a hanging pit that we need. Um, 
and then I have a friend who's a welder and he just builds it for me and then we throw it on the ground and done. So it doesn't take more than maybe like 30 minutes to an hour. So what's what's a good, if you want to cook something quick, like would you just like caveman a steak or? Yeah, you totally can. I mean, caveman steaks are awesome. Cooking them on the coals is really great. Um, I always recommend doing like a, obvious, a, a thinner piece of meat, maybe a, a little bit leaner. Um, I always recommend doing a thinner cut of cut of meat, um, a little less a little less fat, so you don't have as much flare-ups. Um, New York strips or good old sirloins like that are always a great great choice. I also really love um, skirt steak right on the coals. Yeah, because it takes you know only, only a couple of fat. In the yeah, only, just a couple of minutes to cook it. You'll get some great flavor. Um, roast the lime, cut a lime in half, and roast it on the coals with it so that it's like it gets all nice and hot and juicy. You use a glove and then just squeeze it right over the top when it's done. That mm. so it makes some good. What's like the dreamy? If you were to go to Argentina and someone was to cook you something, what's like their dish or their thing that? I mean, lamo asador is probably one of the biggest ones. Um, that's just a whole a whole lamb filleted and uh, leaning against the fire, um, like split open. Mm-hmm. And so. Is it in a cage? Is it sewed up? It's on a cross. It, it's on a cross. Uh, and so they'll stake it down, they'll lean it against the fire, and then they'll flip it. Um, and, I mean, it takes I mean, it takes a, a decent while, but it's it's a good it's a Sounds good awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Are you, like, rubbing oil or doing anything on it? Yeah, you'll. Uh, a lot of them create, like, their own custom brines um, or um, just keep the moisture on the lamb as it cooks. Um but I mean, that's basically it. You're splashing it uh, every once in a while with some moisture to keep that in, and then you're cooking it over the flame. And I mean, that's your thing over the fire cooking. Yeah. Uh, when did you start? Did you get you got the the bug when you were real young, or what? I mean, honestly, I came from a family of cooks, and I came from a family that really loved to. I mean, we traveled a lot. Um, Where'd you travel to? everywhere a lot in europe um central america uh i mean we've i've seen a lot of stuff um you know i mean i I had a lot of uh i have some um like some some of my family's really good friends uh were from fiji and so i saw a lot of cooking like that uh traditional styles like uh, underground almost more like out of box cooking than in box cooking. I think when I started the page, I started to realize like I always was, I loved barbecue, but I was always so drawn to doing something that was outside of a contained wall. Um, and so then when I started to realize that's because I grew up with a lot of people that were doing that. And then I married into a family that runs a campground and that's what they, you know, Boy Scouts and that's all that they were using was cooking over coals and yeah. little pop-up grills and that was it. And so the next thing I knew is that was just kind of what I wanted to pursue and see what I could find. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy to think about just all the different ways. I mean, without any kind of pit, with any, without any kind of smoker, like you can just cook. You just make a big fire and hang some stuff over it. Yeah, you totally can. I think it also re- it really resonates with a lot of people. Um, I think that there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of in the older generation that they grew up doing that. 
um, going outside, being, you know, in the scouts or being with family, going camping, getting out into the national parks, you know, going and camping and doing cooking over like fire, having a lot of fun with that. Uh, I think there's also a lot in our generation, younger generation that wants some level of like, I, not only do I want to know where my food came from, I also want to know how it was cooked and what it was cooked over. Um, because that also is, I, I was listening um, from the guys at Western, they said something great. They were like, the wood in and of itself um, is a no calorie added flavor. So, I mean, you can really enhance a piece of meat uh, or anything um, by just cooking it with high quality wood. And, and are you uh, are you using kiln dried? You sourcing some local logs, or you, you like you, you import like pecan or no, maple or anything? Um, I mean, I, I'll I'll cook pretty much over anything. Um, I do every once in a while I use kiln dried, but most of the time I'm using local oak and hickory. And you just got a guy? Yeah. So what so, are you going through? A couple cords a week? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we go through a lot of wood. It comes, they back up and they just dump a big cone. Yeah. And that's it. And I just throw it in my backyard and chop it up into a little bit smaller pieces. And Well, it's a, uh, wood can be a problem sometimes. Like yeah. If the the weather's off or your guy's running low or he's got a lot of demand, it's like you might get a, there's a guy in Austin that delivers, you know, cages full of wood to all the places. And, you know, people worry about every once in a while, I found a, a little bit of a green piece, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you, you really, but I guess with what you're cooking, you don't have to. You're not looking at thermometers and trying to dial things in, so you can kind of just burn things. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's hot, <laughs> and it, you know, it'll add some flavor to it. And do you ever do like beef quarters, or you like to cook whole briskets like that? Uh, I mean, I have done briskets before. Um, yeah, definitely. I love. Co- I mean. Honestly, if it's with a live fire, I love it. I specialize in a lot of open pit stuff, so not, you know, like not traditional or closing anything. Um, but I mean, shoot, I I just did a big old monstrous um, short rib plate, and I mean, you can't beat short ribs are the best. Oh yeah, I mean, you just do like good big old beef ribs and brisket and pulled pork and. You yeah. think you think briskets is expensive until you start buying beef ribs. Yeah, well, if you can find them, <laughs> well, they that's do always the, the thing. They do the, the the three and four racks in Texas. All the the places have them, but it's like you know you're you're in for a pound and a half, two pounds at yeah. least. Yeah, it's it is always fun too, especially because I do a lot of international cooking as well, and um, I mean you can't. There's a lot of things I like. Recently, had to get a pork belly with skin on, and like most of most of the even the local butcher shops don't even cut with skin on really um yeah so i was like trying to scramble to figure it out and find so i did find a local uh bare bones butcher in nashville and they were able to keep that skin on i bet you're friends with a bunch of butchers huh yeah i know a lot of them i go to different ones for different things so who makes it does anyone with a good pecan huh there um you you mean a pecan yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Porter Road out in Nashville has an awesome picnic. And you can buy that online, too. Um, so they're pretty sweet. Uh, hilariously enough, like, some local guys that I know at, like, some local farms, that's just what I'll just ask them and see if they have anything. They'll get it for me before they sell it. So, Badass. Yeah. Well, and all these things, you know, there's challenges once you get serious. 
wood, sourcing meat. Uh-huh. You know, there's guys in Georgia that wish they could just go to the grocery store and get a brisket that they sell in Texas. Yeah. You know, even regionally, there's differences. So. Well, I mean, you were saying like you can get the like the three rib. Yeah. But we, I mean, it was tough yeah. for me to even find a rack. <laughs> beef cheek too. You can find beef cheek all over Austin. It's or awesome. yeah, I mean, you could probably find that when I when I lived. Um, I I lived for a while in Southwest, and you can find a lot of other cu- kind of cuts and different down kinds there. of chilies. Oh yeah, I mean, you can't find any green chilies down here. You can find any um, like quantity quality um, certain cuts. I mean, we there. I had I grew up with friends that they were using you know beef tongue, and they were smoking and grilling and all kinds of stuff. And, yeah, that's that's one of the nice things about Texas is that Mexican influence. You can find oh, all yeah. kinds of fun stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, great food, fantastic. And uh, what else are you? You know, I I see these events as like just getting started. You know, we know the kind of followership that barbecue has. That's getting younger and younger. You know, we got kids like Ty Machado, you know, cooking, being on shows, winning championships. Uh, is there, do you see a future of like, you know, where you come here and maybe it's not just the locals, it's people from all over the place just trying to. Yeah, I think it's getting international. I think, I think that you're going to start, I mean, there is already the international circle, but yeah, I there's think like almost that, 30 teams. I think that it's going to hit it bigger. I mean, I know that like New Zealand, Australia, Brazil, um, even a lot of Asian countries are so interested in not only how to do barbecue, but also getting back into how do they do their version of barbecue and and getting back to um, one thing I love about fire cooking is that all cultures have some form of fire cooking Um, so they're going to find that and start making that well known again and and hone in find their grandparents and great-grandparents recipes so I think that you're gonna see and I think it's gonna change personally I mean we had the the state competition they had a state competition here today I think that we're gonna start to see um, more categories um, and different different styles. There will always be the classics yeah. that are always amazing. Um, there might even, like dare I say, they might even get better um, as we go international and we get some uh, some different flavors and some different views on it. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's all about just being around, cooking with some good people, and uh, eating some good food. Yeah, and, and that's really where this all comes back to is the barbecue family is, you know, you've got friends. It, it didn't take us long to make friends. It doesn't take long to make friends pretty much anywhere you go at these things because you know, uh, you know, besides a pork butt, people are basically willing to share any mayo, mustard, sauces, spices. Yep. You know, I've, people, people are giving me spices. I'm not even cooking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the support, the love, like even though there are businesses and people use certain pits or certain coal or whatever, uh, everyone's here to just like hang out and meet each other. I think I think half these events need like a, a day to just be social because guys don't even get to see each other sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was uh, I was at a festival in Ireland um, about three months ago, two months ago. Um, and I think that the style of that uh, might start creeping its way into some of the American styles as well. With they, I mean, they just had it was it was pretty much relatively open with a lot of things. I mean, they had um, 
you know, all these amazing chefs that were cooking right in front of you. They had the competition and everything going on behind it. But I think that the festival side and getting people excited to cook and know that like, yeah, if you spend some higher quality time, you'll create some secrets that will make your cooking better. But I also think that like a lot of the barbecuers out here are like way more willing to open up and and show you because they just want you to be involved. Um, and it's not it's not intimidating at all. Yeah, I, I'm surprised at how open and willing and everyone's sharing. I mean, every once in a while, I'll, ha- I'll hold the camera and someone will be like, whoa, 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 you know? But yeah. 99% of the time, as long as I'm basically not shooting the turn-in, <laughs> yeah. most people are pretty cool. And it's just, I mean, the, the camaraderie, just people stopping by for things. And you can tell, like, when someone's in a pinch or they, they lost track of time or whatever, people jump in to help. It's crazy. Yeah. And everyone's clapping. If you see someone walk by with a turn-in, people yeah. are clapping, people are cheering. Uh, there's really no way to screw this up. I mean, even if you come in dead last, you're going to have a great time. Yeah, you definitely will. I, uh, I've, I've actually been looking at a uh, – I kind of want to, like, design a, a plan and get sponsors, but I want a plan to lose everything oh. and just do podcasts and cook and just, like, feed everybody. But yeah. I have no intention in, of winning anything like, so that the sponsors <laughs> get like, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to have the best like. Yeah, we're going to create a community at. around it. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. That's fun. <laughs> uh, I've, I've talked to a few guys about that. We'll see if it happens. <laughs> um, but now with, you know, I was showing you my little drone and I mean, it's so it's it, you see how easy it is to cover barbecue. You just pull out your phone and everyone's watching. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. And now it's so reachable. So I think that's a, I think that's maybe what I was going to say is I think barbecue, I think the competition as it evolves, it's going to be uh, internationally reaching. So, yeah, and it's it, it already is. And I, I mean, I even changed printers for our uh, I'm wearing a hashtag meat man shirt on here. I'll show you. <laughs> um, I'll send you one. But uh, I changed printers because the the print on demand people I use Printful, they're actually in in two places in America and in like Slovenia or the Czech Republic. Yeah. So now my fans in Sweden and Finland, they can all order shirts. That's awesome. And, and they get them within a reasonable amount of time. That's awesome. It's not like two weeks of waiting for my lazy ass to go to the <laughs> post office. That's expensive. I, I charged a guy like five bucks shipping. I got there and it was like 15 or 17. Yeah. Like, Whoops. My bad. Yeah. Uh, but man, I appreciate it. So here, let me show you my shirt. Can we call our fans the meat men? I love it. <laughs> So feel free to use it. Anything you tag with Meat Man, I'll probably pay attention to <laughs> more than, you know, all your other posts. Um, but we call our fans the Meat Men and the Meat Women. Uh, they're people that are cooking over open fires, people that are, you know, we've got pit masters. We've got people all over barbecue listening. Yeah, man. What's your message to the people that love their over the fire cooking? Keep cooking. Honestly, I don't really have anything else to say except, I mean, you are you are my inspiration. So as long as there's somebody that has a fire going and is cooking something, I'll, I'll wake up in the morning to do it again, too. So Yeah, and share it. Don't be shy. Yeah, don't be shy. Definitely. Yeah, our, uh, my, uh, my slogan for Over the Fire Cooking is bringing fire food and people together. So I think it's all, that's all we're trying to do. Well, if you guys want to check them out at Over the Fire Cooking, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening already follows you, but Probably. just in case we missed a I few. I have no idea, but 
Be great. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I appreciate, you know, just having one of many awesome interviews today, meeting great people. And uh, I look forward to whenever we run into each other again, man. Agreed, man. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Hey, they come in and meet, man. Y'all don't see me eat, man. Hit on the meat, man. Y'all don't see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. I made tack tongue with a sensitive taster. I was born out in Texas called the land of beef. Never catch a muscle green to show the hell like a meat on the meat, man. Y'all don't see me eat, man. Woo!